not open with that. It could not be our cold open. No, it should not. It will not be our cold open. I I, I refuse. I point blank refuse that to be our cold open. Rick, if you take that, I will never talk to you again. Right. Hello, everybody. It's your old friends at Monday Madness, and welcome back to what is the tenth episode of the Jelly Phil Donut Podcast. We're a decade old. No, no. well, we, no, no that place we've been doing no. this for ten years, which I don't think will ever happen. Okay. I'd like to think we'd have all moved on as adults. I thought these were going out once a year. No, no, uh-huh. it may seem it may seem that way it from seems the. Seems like that. Yes, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> this isn't a fucking Halloween special every year, like you know. <laughs> Although really, we could do that if you wanted to. We we have the power. But uh, yeah, it's our usual. Uh, myself, Jonathan, Burkbot, James, all in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, we've, all got, we've all got beers. We're all about to uh, embark. T- embark on another magical adventure in- into the world of Pokemon. Happy yeah. out. Another fellow episode? No. Oh. Here's the thing. There are next three episodes. They're all killer. No um. jelly filler. <laughs> uh, you you, she has clearly had a mouthful. Can you go? Can you just leave now? That's no, right. Fair, would you prefer her doing this or sitting silently working on like an absolute beast of a song Ooh. while we were while we were doing That's it. a real fucking Jonathan's choice that is, isn't it? Like, you know bad pun or bad uh, no, I don't know. I don't even know what you call it a song. I don't it's just lyrics, like a, a, an attempt at rapping. I did not attempt to rap. No, because you're you're as you. I as, am well aware of my limits. Yes, you're well aware we, of your capacity. I don't think we have time to rap it. <laughs> no, I was just time. saying the words, and so, you yourself rap them in your head. Yes. Can, can we at the end of this get just like go, go back to this mm. and uh, get that, that like added into the outro of the last one? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I <laughs> yeah, we'll try and like post edit it. Like, yes, you know, exactly. even though that episode is already out at the time of recording. Yes, exactly. You know, it seems like the perfect time to add a PS to it. You yeah. know, <laughs> just like a, a one shot. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's the it's a kind of the April Fool's uh, gag reel or something. But yeah, no, we our next three episodes are actually quite significant to the plot. Ah, fantastic! Because it's the three starter episodes. Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. So ten episodes in, we're finally starting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yes, it did. And here's the gas thing, right? Because like with these three episodes, I was thinking, okay, like we're gonna have a lot of fun reviewing the episodes because they're actually quite significant. We've got a few kind of like consistent themes, right? But I'm also gonna see like from our conversations, right? Because we're we're always gonna have to have this conversation, which starter was actually empirically better than the rest. Ooh. Because we do, some of us agree, some of us disagree. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, literally everyone else on Twitter listening to this will vehemently disagree with us. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to answer the question, which starter episode was the best? Mm. Right, okay. So we'll answer that at the end of the Squirtle episode. Yeah. Which I'd like to think uh, we'll get to tonight. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, it's time to jump into the, to the Bulbasaur episode. Let's which do this. is called Bulbasaur and the Hidden Village. Just in case you're wondering what this episode is all about. Because um, there's literally only two things about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our episode starts off with Ash, Misty and Brock wading through tall grass uh, amid a big forest with Ash leading the way. Um, it's been a re- recurring theme over the last few episodes that Ash is lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he li- all he has to do literally is go to Cerulean City, to Vermilion City through Cerulean City. Just That's stay on Route 24. Pretty much. That's there, it. There's no mystery to it. No. Stay on this road. Yeah, that's it. Not even that though, right? There's literally a building that says Underground Passage to Vermilion City. There's a literal shortcut you could take and Ash has literally just gone, wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's because he's um, afraid of the dark. He won't go into the Underground Passage. Have you established he's afraid of the dark? I, I think he's afraid of everything, really. Mm, yeah, I mean, that, that, that does make sense for Ash, really. 
You will see that in a. He's afraid of the dark later on. Yeah. Ah, mm. he develops a fear. Foreshadowing. Yes. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Emphasis on the shadow. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so he promises. So Ash promises he'll get them back onto the main path, but Nargan breaks out between Ash and Misty over Ash taking a shortcut and getting lost. Because um, again, this hasn't been happening over Stop the last following few episodes. Him. Yeah, exactly. Use your fucking. He is not going to pay you back for the bike. <laughs> like. Okay, in all fairness, let's actually take a look. How long has Misty been following him around for? At, at this least point, a, at least point, a, about a month. Yeah. In, in like in canon time, like about a month. And has she not? Has she not copped yet that he's not paying me for my bike? I genuinely think she's just too stubborn to. Is this kind of a uh, uh, Stockholm syndrome sort of thing? I mean. No, because she attached herself onto him. He mm. didn't want a bit of her. But, but like, it's kind of now that like she's like, well, this is my routine now. Don't this is that. my life now. Yeah. My bike is ruined. I can't do anything else with my time. It's not yeah. as if I have anything else going on. It's not like yeah. I stopped past home on the way here. It's not as if I'm a gym leader in my spare time, I guess. Apart from like being a failed swimmer. Yeah. You know, because I'm just not capable of putting on a fucking swimsuit, apparently. She's not pretty enough. She's not pretty enough to rock, to rock yeah. it, yeah. She's got yeah. like, Farrakis vein or something like that, you know, pasty skin or something. She's the ginger, you know. She's the ginger. She's the ginger. That's, yeah. pure, pure that, that's her like life expectancy cut in half right there. <laughs> that's a career as a, as a as a as a pretty girl ruined straight yeah. away. Like you, you can find me one nice looking ginger. You can't. You can't. They, they don't exist apparently, according to Pokemon. <laughs> um, so anyway, Brock intervenes and Misty asks to be reminded if they reach Vermilion City, which is kind of like a sticky jab. Like, oh yeah, now wake me up when we get there. You know, three years later. Um, so anyway, they get to a clearing and they take a break. Ash turns and notices an Oddish drinking some water and they get to the Pokedex of Scarlet. Uh, it's our first time seeing Oddish, but we'll follow back down that on the in the Pokedex at the end of the episode. Ash goes to catch it, but Misty interjects say that she's going to catch it because you found it around water and water is my specialty. Fantastic logic. Is it logic? Is it just a... I, I, is she just trying to bring herself down to Ash's level of mm. logic? I mean... Brock is the ground type or the rock type rock leader. Type, yeah. If he's anywhere near a rock, does that mean that <laughs> he just keeps concentrating? That will come into play in, <laughs> again in the future. So this is foreshadowing. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, Brock is suddenly gravitating towards that. A yeah. Rock. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he wanted. He wasn't interested in the chairman. No. He just wanted the rock it was on. <laughs> indeed, I was. like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. <laughs> you know, I was going to get the Charmander, but now that he's the you old know, jumped off it, I'm not interested in it anymore. But that is a nice rock. That is a no- yeah, he's just there going like, oh, the Charmander's dead. But that rock is beautiful. <laughs> I could sell that to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not doing anything today, is he? He's no? just playing about the family business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, always thinking ahead, Brock. You know. And so are we talking about an episode. Exactly. That, that hasn't, hasn't happened, happened yet. yet. No. <laughs> Okay, we'll splice this, put it into the next episode. Don't give me any more editing to do. Shut, shut up, James. Um, is scurrying away as Missy brings out Starmie that obstructs its path. Um, Starmie hits a water gun and tackles Oddish, which knocks it out. So Missy goes to throw a Pokeball, but gets swatted away by... Something. something. So the two look stunned as they notice a Bulbar star snarling at them both. Which yeah. is kind of a, a bit of a surprising thing to see on Route 24, of yeah. all things. Where normally you'd see, like... A Spiro and maybe a Team Rocket Grunt. That's yeah. about it. And um, so Ash loves it, right? He goes, "Oh my God, it's a Bulbasaur!" What is, what he, he doesn't know what it is. He goes, "What's that?" And then realizes, "Oh, it's a Bulbasaur!" Oh, wait a minute, that's my favorite. Yes. 
Exactly. He's like, a, how could you not instantly recognize your favorite Pokemon? Instantly recognize one of the Pokemon you could have got from Professor Oak if you woke up on time. I yeah. mean, there's the amount of Pokemon that Ash has seen that he didn't manage to get. Mm. And he didn't actually see a Bulbasaur. He only saw it on TV. Yeah, exactly. So he actually hasn't seen this. And he hasn't seen so, one in the flesh. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I can have you it for not remembering? I mean, I have a card of it. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think he has at least one trading card. Mm. Just one. Maybe one he drew himself, like. <laughs> I mean, can you think of one that he didn't have to pull out the decks for? Mm. In fairness, he forgets about a Pokedex a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yes. Moving on. So, um, Ash obviously recognises re- recognizes immediately scanning with the Pokedex. The Pokedex explains that uh, Bulbasaur are extremely tough and hard to capture in the wild. Yeah. Which does at least have some kind of consistency, you know, like they're starters, you're not supposed to get them in the wild. Yeah. And even in other games where like you can get starters as wild Pokemon, they're fucking impossible to catch. They're actually they're the um, only ones I'm thinking of are the French Safari and X and Y. Is there yeah. any other game where you've been able to farm out catching uh, somewhat. There's like again the French Safari was a good example. Um there was a few like uh shall we say, I think they were yeah, French Safari was one. And I think there was another one in what was the thing on Sun and Moon? The uh, the island scan. That was oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. the chant like you can get like total well, or chicken meat to to and them. they're tough ones to yep. catch as well. You, like, yep, yep, yep. like you need Lotro Ball to catch like a level fifteen total like you know. Right. They made you work for it like yeah. yeah. Um, and even actually even in the stuff like Mystery Dungeon right in the kind of the peripheral games to catch like the starters you have to work that little bit more to get it. Um. Fuck a uh, Pokemon pinball. Right, weird one, weird one, right? But you can catch like start things like Rattata and Pidgey easy through the game. But yeah. if you want a Bulbasaur, oh, get your ass back to Palatown and get yourself a Bulbasaur. You know, so you have to actually work the board to get it. Pinball is one thing I've never got playing. It's it's a it's a fun thing for maybe half an hour and you just go like I fucking hate this. <laughs> and you never play it three hours later, going I still fucking hate this. <laughs> but it was good for the rumble. It came with its own mm. uh, rumble pack, so oh. you put a battery and it'll rumble your oh, game. Oh, very good. Yeah. So that was kind of the gimmick for it. Yeah. yeah. My one, I still have my one, but it doesn't work anymore. Aww. Even when you put a battery into it. Oh, well. Pity. Uh, so yes, uh, the uh, Missy... So <laughs> Missy's uh, Starmie gets tackled by Bulbasaur and it flies into her arms, yeah. which is a shame. Uh, so Ash jumps in then and brings out Butterfree to try to use his uh, sleep powder. Bulbasaur blows it back, which is not so much... That's not Yeah. <laughs> whirlwind? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he just goes... <laughs> he yeah. just exhales. Um, and blows it back at Butterfree who gets drowsy Butterfree is urged awake but Bulbasaur just tackles it and uh, just gets knocked lumps out of itself uh, so then Bulbasaur then scurries Oddish away yeah. and uh, it's the bushes never to be seen again and that's the end of the episode so thanks for watching and okay <laughs> so uh, Ash is upset that his chance of uh, catching Bulbasaur is gone yeah and uh, and we're all happy because Ash is miserable exactly yeah he'll never get a grass like now in the rest of this run he's a uh, yeah He's, he's, he's lost all hope of that type because uh, that's the only grass type, type he knows of and he's not willing to learn anything else. Yeah. He didn't even, you know, <clears throat> work on the Oddish being sort of grass type either. No, he thinks it's a water type yeah. because it drank water. Yeah. Misty has convinced him it's a water yeah, type. Yeah, I think that was Misty's plan. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. You can't say it didn't. No. No. Uh, Ash triumphantly walks across a fragile wooden bridge believing that there are tons of Bulbasaur waiting to be caught. Again, it's going to be a consistent theme of rocket bockety bridges in the next few episodes. Yeah, actually, no. isn't it? Like, Jesus, yeah. you're right. That It's like in every one of the episodes. Or yeah, two of them. Two out of the three yeah. starter episodes has a bockety bridge in it. Like, you'd like to Even think... Just, it's such a trope in the show, now that, you, now that you think of it. 
No, there's two tropes, right? There's wooden bridges and, and people getting wet. Those are the two things I've actually noticed. That they literally, half the episodes end up with people falling into pools. There was a Bockety Bridge on uh, the Clefairy episodes, well, yeah, wasn't there? the Fairy, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's three. That's and three. people got wet because they fell into the river. Yeah. Oh, they, uh, they, they had that one guy hired to be able to do a really good job of drawing wet people. Yes. They're trying to get as me- they're just trying to get as much worth out of him as possible. Like you know, we only he- have him for like ten days. Get him to draw as many wet people as possible. <laughs> yes, I know that sounds weird at the context. Just go with it, all right? He's fucking expensive. Um. So yes, as he does, <laughs> Missy and Brock are more cautious as Brock tries to find it on a map. As he does, a crossroad blows the bridge sideways mm-hmm. with the rope starting to rip. Uh, Ash has clung onto one rope. Pikachu and Misty cling onto hi- onto him. Well, Brad wasn't so fortunate and slipped well off the bridge into the rapids. I still think that was Bulbasaur using whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like anything is fucking possible in this. Like, yeah. you know, fuck it. I'm, I'm willing to believe it. Um, Missy tries to urge Ash to climb up, which he does, and like they're obviously they're both like um, exhausted because he nearly died. Yeah. Unlike Brock, who uh, you know, rest in peace, rest in power. Hi, <laughs> Brock. Brock. Yeah. And like Ash, his Ash weakness is pull. water. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's weak too. He's fucked. Yeah. Um, I, I, does he can he even swim in Canada? I presume he probably does. I assume he can. Yeah. Don't think we've ever seen him say that he can't. No. So I mean, he shouldn't be able to swim. Like that would make sense though, as a yeah. rock trainer, you know. Um, but Missy Rishum reminds Ash after like a while of catching their bread. Oh yeah, Brock's dead. Shit. Yeah, he is. Let's go run after him and find his corpse. Uh, which they do. They run down the path and start yelling for Brock. Yep. Uh, Ash turns around to see Misty is falling into a trap of sorts. Yeah. Because she tripped over a branch and basically fell into a pitfall. Again, pitfalls, you're going you're gonna to get really fucking sick of come the, the 12th episode. Because yeah. <laughs> they're literally everywhere. The, the, the actual, the, no one does an underground passage from Cerulean to Vermilion because there's nothing but fucking pitfalls. Yeah. yeah. By various different people. All trying and to outdo Pokemon. each other. And Pokemon, yeah. Honestly, I don't, I don't know what the problem is. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, Ash says, it's just not our day. Yes, between not catching a Bulbasaur, Brock died to his, falling to his death, and Missy then caught in the trap. Oh, it's just... What a Why shame. even bother? What, what is this Pokemon training nonsense that we're doing now? <laughs> uh, so yes, Ash calls up Brock as they walk again across the path. Missy trips another branch, and all three of them get captured in a net hanging from a tree. Um, I wonder, at this stage, it, had it been Misty who fell into the water, would they have even bother going to look for her? Probably not, to be honest. Like, they, they, she, but she would have survived, clearly. Like, more is a specialty. Like, of course she's going to survive that. It's like, she's going to be reunited, reunited with her bike. <laughs> she finds a bike on the water and she just goes like, no, I'm good. And, and, and the story is a happy end. Um, so, yeah, um, Missy suggests to wiggle free, but that seems unsuccessful. Pikachu points downwards as a the Bulbasaur appears underneath him, and it looks to be the same one. You can tell from his body language. Mm, um, yeah. Bulbasaur turn, turns away as Ash demands a match from it. Because, <laughs> you know, the best way to like demand a match from a Pokemon is when you're stuck in a trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, a shrub moves in the distance and appears as Team Rocket is armed with binoculars. They mention a village on the other side of the bridge and rumours that are potentially true. Whatever they may be. Uh, Meowth ends it uh, by calling it a delicious little village. So it's made out of biscuits. Yeah, or chocolate. Or Pikachus. Or whiskers. Yeah, whiskers. Whiskers. Yeah. yeah, cat food. Yeah. You know, just thinking ahead here. The dreamies as the cobbles. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, got it. There is actually a cat now just actually salivating listening to us right now. <laughs> it's like the Homer Simpson thing, just a land of chocolate, just skipping away, just eating everything inside. <laughs> 
and then vomiting itself into an early grave. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, Ash and Missy are sitting in the net, pondering over what happened to Brock, you know, because like, they can't not get a, Not actually doing anything. Not anything. Well, well, they, well, they can't. They're, they're in a trap, they're stuck. <laughs> can't do anything. But, like, again, fishing nets should be a specialty of Misty's. Yes, you think so. Yeah. Or maybe she have like, at least some ability to cut through. I've only had, like, a Pokemon that was able to, like, cut through things, but they don't get that until Vermillion City, so... Yeah. No. Womp womp, <laughs> uh, and even then they had to beat Surge to use it, so um, kind of <laughs> it's kind of meaningless in the end. So uh, yeah, Ash thinks he was swept out to sea and caught by pirates, and then goes on about pirates and how he's going to be a pirate, and it's just oh god, there's nothing pirates in this. And um, Missy does say that he has a he has a vivid imagination, as Brock appears down below and questions what they're doing up at the tree. <laughs> he's like why is he hanging around up there it was like something really stupid and yeah. he's like so calm and not like and they're not like yay you're alive it's just like get us down from here Brock yeah. Yeah, all the goodwill he would have had from surviving his inevitable death yes. was ruined by the bad pun yeah. which I think is a fair trade like if you're <laughs> if you're presumed dead you walk up and go like oh it wasn't me in the canoe it was like get fuck out go away you've been here dead three years you can stay dead and um, so, uh, Brock cuts them down with a crash to the ground. Ash questions what happens to Brock, what happened to Brock, and uh, he explains what happens. So, he's being swept away by the currents, uh, but he, a girl grabs his arm and pulls him out of the water. And um, Brock compliments the girl as incredibly beautiful, uh, while Ash is still stuck on pirates. He, like, he will literally now stop talking about pirates, questioning if the girl that rescued Brock could have in fact been a pirate in disguise. Mm -hmm. The answer is no. 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 There's not such a thing as a pirates in Pokemon games, I'm afraid to say. Well, no, it's Team, Team Aqua. Team Aqua, yeah. We'll, we'll count them. Again, they weren't found. They weren't uh, discovered until uh, yeah. 2002, so, you know, bad luck there. Um, so, Missy thinks it's time to get a reality check, which we think we can all really agree mm -hmm. on there. Uh, Brock walks up, walks them to a hut by some, uh, by some water, a little, yeah. kind of a little bit of a lake, and introduces Ash and Missy to Melanie, who was the girl that uh, saved his life. Uh, Mystery remarks on the Pokemon eating the food dished out to them as Brock explains they're not Melanie's Pokemon per se but a place where they can relax so it's basically some sort of like uh, I suppose the, them eating the food there kind of uh, relates back to Meowth calling it a delicious little village yeah you can smell the food yeah mm. kind of makes a bit more sense now it does so yeah. it was cat food yeah it is it's either that or he's really ironing up that Paris and going like ooh <laughs> I haven't had mushrooms in a while I mean, we, we are assuming that Pokemon do meet each other at some point, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there has to be a food chain. Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense otherwise. Yeah. I mean, how else does Snorlax say that fo say that size? Fruit. Yes, fruit. Womp of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly fruit that makes them that fat, you know. Cocoa, cocoa beans. Yes. <laughs> and good old-fashioned lard. <laughs> um, so, Ash uh, remarks uh, Melanie's uh, thing as a kind of a sort of a summer camp as of, as of sorts. Uh, Brock basically kind of explains further saying that if any Pokemon that get hurt or abandoned they can come here Melanie heals them up and then brings them away um, so Missy then kind of gets the wrong idea again saying oh it's a Pokemon Centre then and Melanie goes no 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 I'm not a doctor yeah <laughs> perfectly perfectly legit yes uh, I, I do practice medicine mostly on cats <laughs> uh, yeah she just basically says I'm, I'm, I'm not qualified to be a doctor but I'm just being very nice yeah she's you know. like a but no. I'm trying. Holistic healer. Yes, she's a she's oh. one of those um, fucking homie. New age. Yeah. New age. Crystal uh, fuckers. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's what that is what they do. The crystals, right? They just fuck them. 
Right I'd in if you're a new age uh, healer. I'd have to imagine she's like really into acupuncture, so she just has a jolteon that uses pin missile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, no, this will either help you or hurt you. I'll try to think. Yeah. Who? who what, what would be the best Pokemon for like for new age healers? Like you mean, is anything like crystal oriented? Uh, homeopathy. Butterfreeze, because they have the like sleep powders. Mm, yeah, could do. Yeah. Love um, pollen. People love pollen. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is a good polyworld because you just like use hypnosis. Just that'd be drowsy or hypno. Drow- yeah, drowsy or hypno would be able to. No, he see hypno would be the best con artist. He'd be able to go. Oh, look at this. Buy this shit. You know, <laughs> he just got mine because it's all. It's, it's all fake. Yeah, and jinx. <laughs> jinx, yeah. Jinx. Jinx would, jinx would be like Jinx has actually got like her own cult. Yes. Jinx. Of new age followers. Jinx would be like the voodoo queen. Yeah. She'd be like fucking uh, uh, Laura LaBelle or whatever her name was. The voodoo queen from New Orleans. In New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yes. Sorry. Just every, now, every, every now and then we have to do a Tim Curry impression. It's by law, I'm afraid. Yes, you definitely knew it was Tim Curry, didn't you, listeners? Yes. I mean, who else says New Orleans New like Orleans. this? Yes. Um, so, Brock then kind of tries to actually explain what this place is supposed to be in. It's more of a health spa. It's the whole point of it. Uh, Melanie collects plants to help heal the Pokemon. She brings out the food, that sort of stuff. Uh, Ashley Brock's would lo- Brock would love looking after Pokemon with Melanie. Well, Miss suggests there's more to it than that. Uh, which makes Brock flo- blush and uh, flail around. You know, the usual yeah. things that a sexually Was impotent man would do. more of Brock being like a hopeless romantic. Yeah. Uh, that's putting it back. Let, let's just call him hopeless for now, shall yeah. we? <laughs> Um, Aspastic, okay. Y- yes, exactly. <laughs> so he flails around and then covers Misty's mouth, telling her to be quiet because Melanie might hear her, which is totally not suspect at all. And you, any of these kind of like these visuals of like Brock threatening Misty to be quiet, you're gonna have to get used to after this episode because it happened several times. Mm. So uh, you know, yep. trigger warnings, I guess. Uh, but for now, uh, we have an ad break, which uh, leaves Means us. Who's, who's that, that Pokemon? Pokemon! Yes. No, yeah, you're supposed to do do do, do or else I can't do the jingle. Do do Thank there you. There we go. Jesus. Someone, someone's really not on the ball today. Like, <laughs> I know, it's the first podcast today. We're a bit coming, we're coming out a bit raw. I, don't, I know, you don't understand. So, yes, guys, you know the drill by now, right? We're not sponsored, so we have to do our own Who's That Pokemon section, which means that one of us is going to. Uh, Read out the dex entry of a Pokemon from the first generation. Yep. And our other two have to guess it. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. It's my turn this time because uh, I have to start recovering. I was doing really well and then I bottled it. So, so now I have to. What are the scores right now? The scores right now, James, I'm glad you asked because I'm sure people are uh, needing to know. You were actually leading 15. I just, I'm leading. You're leading, yeah. Oh, my. I know, I know. You, you, <laughs> you almost, it's almost like you didn't know that <laughs> by asking that question. Uh, Burkwell, you're uh, only two points behind on 13. Yeah. Whereas I'm on 10. Yeah. And I okay. have no chance of uh, gaining with you guys okay. until later. So, uh, so yeah. I can solidify my lead if I... If you I, get this down first time, you can, yeah. Right, okay. So, but I get first call on this. Yes. Oh, yeah, because you're lower points. Yes. Yeah. Much. I'm glad that we actually was, like, worked Explained out that rule yeah. this time. Like, actually, like what, seven or eight episodes in? Yeah, let's, let's lock this rule in, you know. <laughs> okay. Mid-season changes can happen. So... The next entry for myself is Lives where reedy plants grow. They are rarely seen, so it's thought their numbers are decreasing. Hmm. 
reedy, as in reeds. Okay. I'm gonna go crabby. Crabby, okay. Do you have any reason you're thinking crabby? Reeds grow near water. Okay. Hmm. So will I be able to edit out all this uh, dead air? No, that's <laughs> the most exciting part of the podcast so far. I think all of our friends will agree on that. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to think who's kind of seeming in the games to get rarer or that mm. isn't as common and think that that's might be the key to yes. it. Yes. You know what I'm just going to try it, Goldine. You're both wrong, oh, right? Okay. In terms of location, it cannot be caught in red or, and blue, but can be caught in yellow on route 12 and 13. Oh, okay. This is no help so to this me. This is only for four points here, lads. Um, it can't. Can't be, be caught, caught in red or blue. Red or blue. Yeah. But can be caught in yellow. yellow. So I had yellow. Yep. Route twelve and fourteen. Twelve and thirteen. Thirteen mean nothing to me because I just know them as roads. Yes. Um, okay, I'd say let her know where route twelve and thirteen are. It's a. Uh, I think I, if I remember correctly, it's the ones between Fuchsia City. If I remember correctly. Like Lavender Town to Future City or Route 12 and 13. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah. Um, you got the chefs, the fat chefs. Fat chefs? <laughs> fat chefs? Fat they look chefs. like fat chefs when you're battling them a lot. Sailors, sailors. But they look like chefs. Yeah, yes, Burke Bob, they do. Fair she's enough. Do. She's fucking lost it. Um. Fucking hell, I don't, I don't know. Uh, this is a good one. Blind Stapton? Um. Um. Paris. Paris. So if it's only available in yellow, yeah, not red and blue, that means in red and blue you would have had to have gotten it through trades, like mm-hmm. the in-game trades. So this is where his specialty comes into play. <laughs> the kind of ones that to be talking about would be your um the guy one guy trades you a Holly World for a Jinx, I think at one point. No, it was like an Abra for Mr. Mime was right. one. Okay. Another guy trades you a Spiro for a Farfetched. Mm-hmm. What other in-game trades are there? There's there is the a guy in Cinnabar Island, the Pokemon Mansion, yes. or like the research lab who you, does another. You can get drinks through trading as well. That's a Voltorb and Raichu, or Raichu yeah. for a Voltorb, I think. Yeah, it's um, that trade. There's um, a Dugong you can get trade as trade as well. Oh, is there? Yeah. Or about uh, Cinnabar Island as well. As well. Oh, I didn't know there's two trades there. I'm going to go with Farfetched. You're going to go with Farfetched. Well, one of you is correct. Yeah. And the answer is Farfetched. Yeah. Woo! Yes, Farfetch'd is there. Uh, you, you actually worked out worked it out really well. I was hoping to catch his out with the trades. Um, because, like, yeah, you can get it in yellow, but, you know, what, what do you mean you can't get it in red or blue? That's, yeah. that's weird. That was a good good clue. Yes, no, I'm not. I'm, good I'm, clue. I, I, I was hoping to get at least uh, take points off you. That was the main goal <laughs> of this. So, you know, mission somewhat accomplished. But uh, obviously, James, that means you can, you can't be caught in the next round, regardless of what happens. Fuck. So you're gonna be in the lead until at least episode twelve. I'm next up. Yes. As far as so I, I'm not in any danger of being caught. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay. So, again, you have a choice of who you want to be as your contender. Bearing in mind that you live currently with one of us. So, <laughs> and you, if you I mean, don't let her win, I'll be living with the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you can fucking think again. Uh, so, um, yes, back to the show then. So, our scene starts with Ash questioning who set up the two traps they triggered. Um, clearly, it's Team Rocket. Can, 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 can only, oh, who who else do we know? Sets who traps? else makes, tra- makes traps, yeah. And Melody did it. She confessed to it. Mm. Now I don't know where she learned that. This is the this is the other question. Maybe she, she is shit. part of Team Rocket. Is she like they're kind of like their like a uh, rehab, their convalescence wing? Maybe. Yeah. Because you know? they can't go to Pokemon centers because they've been banned because they're just trying to steal all the Pokemon. This is where they go to, uh, basically get brainwashed. So they're getting brought here. Mm. They're getting drugged. Hypno. And comes then in. they're going to be resold on for a profit. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I mean, I think, I think we cracked us. <laughs> I didn't realize there was such a conspiracy over Melanie, but yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough. Like, okay, we can, I mean, we can add what, that to the, the files. What would uh, Jesse and James do with Pikachu wants to have it? Do they think they're just going to take this little yellow rat and put it down in Giovanni's desk? I mean, here, here, here you go. It's it's like going to attack us right now. I don't think Jesse and James are the best example here. I'll be honest. I mean, let, let's let's take it to the actual Team Rocket people. Okay, Butch and Cassidy, so two yes. that are actually competent because they're competent ones. Yeah. So after they get them, they put them in cages. They have them, you know, they they are holding them aside to yeah. prepare them to be sold on. Mm. And they, I don't and they think break- Jesse and James have that kind of infrastructure set up. No, I don't think they have anything set up. Is their problem? It seems <laughs> to kind of like. Again, much like Ash, tend to try and wing everything and do with mixed results, I think it's fair to say. But um, I do think uh, Jesse and James are there because it's more expensive to fire them than to keep paying them. They're the tactic. That's, that's the way I would kind of propose. There was a, there was a bit of like conjecture like a week or two ago on Twitter about what was the actual use for Jesse and James. And we had a few, there's a few decent candidates. Like I choose to believe that they literally are just there to use up the budget. <laughs> like the like team rocket are so good at saving money you just have to spend it somewhere or else it goes to the tax man so I'd say it's a case that uh, the severance package that they would get for getting let go yeah. would be more than what their yearly salary is I feel is. like both of their parents would be very like hoity-toity well-known people and like mm. team rocket Jesse's mom have, was team rocket they have to do the favour to the parents by like you know these kids aren't going to survive in the wild they're yeah. not going to be able to hold down a job normally yeah so well, this is, is literally yeah it's true yeah I mean you, you have to kind of keep him contained as best you can this so is, is that they're looking to get Rocket. the James's family's fortunes yeah is mm. this like a plot to right we'll take on the idiot son we'll put a piece of paper in front of him <laughs> when his parents are dead that signs over all the rights to us yeah, yeah. we somehow we, can we get James to change his next akin to Giovanni is that something we can do we can try it he is stupid enough to test fall legally I think he did marry me out so <laughs> <laughs> no he, he married Weeping Bell uh, oh. <laughs> yeah yeah not, not, not a great marriage in fairness but uh, you know symbolic at best yeah so, uh, yes, moving on back to the episode. Um, so, Melly confesses that it was her that set up all the traps to basically catch Pokemon trainers before they got to the village because she doesn't want the trainers to basically come in and catch the Pokemon that are injured. Yep. Um, she's obviously relieved to see that they worked. Again, not the best examples considering, like, you know, okay, actually, it was Missy this time that tripped them up as opposed to Ash. Yeah. Ash was actually doing, was actually relatively decent here, not being an idiot. It was Missy that fucked up. Uh, I still think he could have, you know, used Pidgeotto 
to get them out of the trap. Oh, I think there's definitely like means of means of ways around it. Like. There absolutely was. He did not need to wait that long. Yeah, they were just out. so devastated from losing Brock. You know, they just couldn't. That that part of his brain just switched off completely. You know? he could at least have left us his onyx. <laughs> hey, hey, when we get down from here, I'm totally nicking a stereo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, uh, Melanie then uh, or Misty, Melanie explains to Misty that she's trying to protect all of the injured Pokemon that's in the village from trainers who just come in and catch them. Uh, Ash then realizes, oh, was a bridge trap true too? No, that was that was just pure negligence. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like okay, with the pitfalls, Grand, they're a bit comical. The the, the ones in the net, fair enough. But a broken bridge, that's not a trap. That is just like that's that's trying to kill somebody. Or I mean, terrorist. you really don't want if to get caught. If you know you can get across it, okay, mm. then you know that's fine. And since you're the only one who'll need to cross it, yeah, that's fine. She knows that she doesn't use that. That is a decoy bridge. It's like Road bridge. to Nowhere. Oh yeah. It's like Road to Nowhere and Crash Bandicoot. Like you know the planks that you can land on. Mm. That won't cause you any trouble. Oh, I see. So, like, so if people like Ash would be foolish enough to walk on the planks and fall to yep. their deaths, but the real smart trainers, like Gary and the other Paladron trainers, they walk on the ropes. Yes. And glitch their way to success. Yep. That is how Absolutely. you do it. Yes. Fucking geniuses, man. Yeah. Absolute geniuses. Have your Machamp throw you over the water. <laughs> <laughs> Machamp size with toss. You eat. <laughs> 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 I can imagine just I can imagine just for some reason like that that was that the replacement bridge system in the Pokemon universe it was a Machamp with a good fucking long arm troll and a Snorlax on the other side yes <laughs> yeah exactly so, okay so we're going to put you on the Machamp now I must ask you to take your shoes off before you go on because it's Snorlax you know we don't want to fucking puncture the guy so yeah if you don't mind yeah. no gab boots Burke boss <laughs> who brought that flute we don't want to waken up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually do have a rule on not playing the flute midair. I know we shouldn't, but it happened once, so we have to write it down. It's really complicated. Um, and of course, you'd be the one who'd try to throw the Pokeball at Snorlax as you're about to land on him. Hey, yeah. opportunity strikes in many ways, James. This is what separates me from Ash. This is basically Burkbot's using takedown. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, we see as um, as Ash realizes the bridge is the trap. We see ja- Jesse and James shimmy along the torn bridge. They're so actually they know to, how to get across. They're trying to. Well, the, the bridge is already fucked. It's sideways at this point. Yep. So they're actually trying to shimmy on the the edge of the planks with the ropes, and they think they're doing well. Um, in fact, they're trying to plan ahead here. So like you know, you know how like we're in like peril here. Yeah, we need to try and figure out how to catch all the Pokemon and bring them across here. So then we'll, we'll, we'll cross that yeah. bridge when we come to it. Oh. Um, Sit on coughing. Yeah. It'll float you across. Again, what should Rocket do in this situation? But um, they pump, they they keep thinking about this, but Meowth says that, uh, yeah, actually, Meowth nicked my pun there. Uh, I, I didn't realise that both of us came to the same conclusion there. Shit, I wrote this two days ago. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the, the bad pun obviously tears the rope that holds the bridge together. Sends the bridge uh, hurting to the cliff face, and Team Rocket, Team Rocket float down into the water below. So, yes, three more deaths we can rack up to this very irresponsible fucking nurse. Yep, not nurse. Yeah, well, not nurse. <laughs> not, strictly, Le- not, not nurse. Literally, not a nurse. <laughs> her name isn't Joy, so she's not legally allowed to be a nurse. Yes. She would not make change her name. No, she, definitely not. By That's default, all it would name. take. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that and just dyeing your hair and your yeah, yeah. got covered, like, you know. Uh, so, yeah, we get back to the to the camp then and back with Brock who said he promised Melanie they wouldn't catch any Pokemon while they were here. So that's been... Uh, everyone kind of agrees to that as well. 
Missy asks if you seal the promise with a kiss. And Brock hits her on the top of the head. Yay! Violence! <laughs> violence against women! <laughs> well, I mean, Miss, she was asking for it. She, <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> uh, yeah, she so, provoked him. Yes. I'm just going to keep that from my collection. Just, uh, you know, just, <laughs> it, it, just in case, like, you know, I want to, like, pin one of you fuckers or something. Just, like, I'll keep that there. Just uh, for my collection. I have one on everybody, like, don't oh, worry yeah, about it. You yeah. know, this is. Black, blackmail is my hobby, you know? <laughs> Uh, so yeah Missy sees that as proof that he really does love her again this is another part of uh, the mini arc in Pokemon which is Brock's sexual, sexual awakening after being repressed for so many years sexual nightmare yeah yeah exactly Brock hits her again for again realising that he has a stiffy uh, so Ashwell ultimately agrees to terms uh, of not catching Pokemon because again he's there looking like oh Oddish uh, Paris uh, Magic Carp. Bulbasaur, yeah. yeah. He's just there, just like, just has That's his hands in his pockets. Can like catching. <laughs> He's just there with his hands in his pockets, going like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with this." <laughs> <sighs> um, so Missy Slate states that only bad guys try to capture sick Pokemon. Where Ash goes, "Hmm, am I the bad guy?" Um, He'd never be that self-aware. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Um, Ash asks if the traps are tough enough to keep robbers out. Hurt is fine. Sick, not fine. Very different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that somebody taught him that before he left Palatown. Um, say, <laughs> Ash saying that you need to be idiots to fall into them uh, as it Misty like, fumes in the background. She's like, this is our first ever fall into a pit trap. How many has Ash done in this series so far? <laughs> She's about to start keeping score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this um, is the start of the tally. Exactly. There should be a tally, actually. There should, should be a tally, tally. Yeah. yeah. Drink every time there's a pitfall. Oh no! Drink every time someone falls into water. See how see how much that guy's getting fucking paid. <laughs> uh, so then we come back to Team Rocket, who's falling into their third pitfall of the day. Um, Jesse vents that no one fails falls into their traps. While uh, James, at least to his credit, admires the craftsmanship behind them. Yeah. So Melanie has at least like worked on it. Again, Melanie might be going to the same school of pitfalls that these two guys are. She was the top of the class. You know this. This you know all points to her being Rocket. Yeah. So yeah, like so, such a, a secret rocket that even Rocket don't know about it. Yeah, like a well, super rocket. Well, those two from Rocket do. Yeah, don't know. Like that's true. Yeah, like a probably butch everyone else does know. <laughs> yeah, like a Butch and Cassie walked in, they'd have like a secret handshake or something like that. And it's probably a case that they're told, okay, once you get a Pokemon, you call this number <laughs> and they'll tell you where to go. We'll send out two of our agents. But no, they just never managed to get to that stage where they call the number and are told yeah. okay Melanie's place <laughs> <laughs> the secret village uh, and then someone like sits on a park bench with a newspaper and says I hear the summers in St. Petersburg are lovely this year it's like where's St. Petersburg the guy's never been to St. Petersburg <laughs> 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 it's like sorry I hope you have a nice day <laughs> Melanie walks off in her fucking overcoat and hat <laughs> Um, so after they get caught in the net they try to squirm out of it and uh, yep. we just leave them at it so we see we go back to Brock uh, dousing Staryu with some river water because again hopeopathy lads it works uh, Missy apologises to Otters for trying to catch it uh, Missy explains that Otters was a bad explains that uh, uh, or sorry Melanie explains that uh, Otters was abandoned by its trainer for being too weak yep. and tries to reassure it that not all trainers are cruel and you just need to find the right one. So this is kind of an ongoing theme for this three starter po starter uh, episodes, anyway. That sometimes, uh, at least in these cases, Pokemon trainers are bastards. Yeah. And they just like not necessarily release Pokemon; they abandon it. Yeah. Maybe 
not all children should be pet owners and given carte blanche to do whatever the fleck they want. It's almost as if it's a bad idea to leave, let 10 year olds walk around, just wander unsupervised around the land full of dangerous creatures that they mm. could somehow domesticize. Nah, no, no, can't be that. Nah, no, it's fine. Yeah, I am just being silly there. Yeah. Um, so yes, Missy starts apologizing again and asks if they can be, become friends as she starts welling up. Uh, Oddish wipes away a single one of Misty's tears, which I think is the most emotion we've seen outside of anger from Misty. <laughs> so, you know, character development. It's all good. Um, she explains she can only think about winning, afraid she's becoming heartless. Again, this is all part of the the, psych- the psychology of a Pokemon trainer, you know. Mm. They, they want to be the best like no one ever was. But what about the humanity? You know? no <laughs> that's one's ever, the real test. That's the real test. <laughs> Good, carry on. Oh. <laughs> 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 um... So yes, Ash interjects that she's always been heartless, um, which Misty goes, "Shut the fuck up! I was being sensitive." Um, <laughs> the great thing about this, her like screaming at Ash makes uh, Bulbasaur tackle her from behind. Yes, he was like, "No shouting," um, which yeah, again was kind of funny. And uh, Missy chastised the Bulbasaur, saying it was rude to tackle from behind because that never happens in Pokemon battles. You know, <laughs> it's such sporting. I think that's just a general thing in life to be tackled from behind isn't great. No. She says, being tackled by my dog on the way in. Yes. <laughs> Not great. No. She does have a very good ability of taking out the back of your knee, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, just she's right really, into the back of the knee. She's really gone. good at that. Yeah. yeah. She knows how to take she it She wants to bring you down to her level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. She does that. Um, so, yes. Uh, Ash agrees then. It was uh, Bulbasaur's... It says Bulbasaur's annoyed because Ash was, tr- was going to win and it chickened off. Whatever that means. Uh, Missy agrees with his uh, with his assessment. So Missy immediately just turned on Bulbasaur here because it got tackled. She got tackled by it. Yeah. So um, Ash, immediately uh, on the defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ash taunts Bulbasaur by seeing how tough it really is. As uh, Ash is about to grab a poke when Old Manly jumps in, uh, she explained that Bulbasaur is trying to protect Oddish, saying it volunteered to protect all the injured Pokemon and the village. So curiously enough, Bulbasaur wasn't was that wasn't actually one of the abandoned Pokemon. It mm. just happen to just live around the area yeah like vigilante justice yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those guys who's kind of like if you knock three times at the door Bulbasaur appears yeah. just that you know I sure hear St. Peterberg is lovely in the summer Bulbasaur <laughs> <laughs> ah I see you finally arrived <laughs> here is the situation in Stalingrad <laughs> so, so could Bulbasaur be working for Team Rocket then Team Rocket undercover that, agent this yeah. whole time yeah, if you actually like uncovered a bulb, it's actually Danny DeVito in costume. <laughs> <laughs> in that episode where Bulbasaur was going to evolve, you can just see Danny DeVito crawling <laughs> out of the bulb. <laughs> like Frank Reynolds coming out of the Yes, that's exactly oil. what I was alluded to. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, just, thanks. Uh, just that, for everyone at home to get that visual. Just, just to give uh, Jonathan a bit of editing work if he ever wants to get a picture thrown together for this. This is audio form, and Rick Nash is going to do all the hard work. <laughs> oh, God, we've done our, I've done my bit. <laughs> so, Frank Reynolds, naked, yes. oiled up. Rick, are you writing this down, yeah? Yeah, you writing this down? Crawling cool. out of Bulbasaur's bulb. Yeah, you got that? Cool, yeah, yeah okay, okay, we got that. <laughs> Excellent. So... <laughs> So basically, um, so again, they realize they all come to the realization. Oh, Bulbasaur's not a dickhead. He's just being protective. He's just misunderstood, Aww. which is kind of like that is his personality, I guess. Uh, and Missy goes, "Oh, that's why it assaulted me. Protectiveness. Ah, that's okay. That's fine." Um, during all this, Bulbasaur is doing a stop that Mister Simpson to Ash. Yes, which is kind of like <laughs> fucking prick. I hate you. I hate you. 
Um, which Melanie explains is because it doesn't like Pokemon trainers and wants you to leave the village. Just you, Ash. Yeah. Brock can stay. But at least, like, Ash gets that reassurance that a Pokemon thought he was good enough to be a trainer. That's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, do you know why he flashed the badges at Bulbasaur and he just saw red? It's like, um, two badges? You? <laughs> <laughs> this so, whole thing's a sham. Cods, <laughs> Bill. Cods. <laughs> Um, so uh, despite um, Missy saying they're not going to uh, they're not going to catch anything instead saying they want to help uh, the situation so mm-hmm. Melanie tries to reassure it as Ash calls it brave and would really want a Pokemon like that Aww. just so you know yeah. now we're just going to sh- try and sugarcoat it that's what's going to happen uh, but as it happens a hot air balloon contraption appears in the clouds as Team Rocket stand on top of it and exclaim their motto I'm going to ask here where exactly were they hiding that? Because they had to climb over a bridge to get that hot air balloon. Did it? Yeah, like. This is Melanie's hot air balloon. There we go. Oh, that's how she travelled around to put the traps up. Yeah. They hijacked it. Yeah. Mm. Local operatives in the area. Yes. <laughs> so Melanie in her inflatable stadium. You just go up to one of the guys talking no. about Stalingrad's time of the year, and they say, "Okay, your uh, your hot air balloon will be here in twenty the keys minutes." The hot air balloon. <laughs> No Snorlaxes, I understand. <laughs> um, they gloat about the village being theirs to the taking, the village no longer having the home field advantage, and James saying that this is his scheme. So his idea of having this inflatable stadium, basically, and basically invading the town by being bigger than it. Yep. General matter, it's not an actual town or village. It's one hut by a lake. Yeah. That is not a village. Like, I'm sure... I'm it's sure, well defended, though, as we're about to find out. Yeah, well, that's that would be, be neither here nor there, James. For a village, it needs to be more than one hut. And, like, some form of population that isn't just Pokemon and one homeopath. <laughs> Unfortunately. One person, maybe. A homeopath, though. That, yeah. That's less than a person. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, the balloon floats over the village, lands right beside them, and apparently it's called Jesse Stadium, um, which is coming out to an N64 near you. Uh, but James disputes it, uh, saying like, "Well, uh, no, it's my idea." Um, so a vacuum hose appears and starts sucking uh, the village away, uh, with Team Rocket inviting them in. Is this the same vacuum hose as the Cerulean Gym? I'd like I to think so. so yeah. yeah, I mean they have to recycle that. Like that's a yeah. that's an awful lot of fucking gear to leave behind in the gym, you know. I mean at least salvage the okay. Maybe the ship idea didn't work, but the vacuum hose that did definitely work, you know. So they're 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 there goes going back to the blueprints. Okay, where else can we put a vacuum hose? Inflatable stadium. There we go. Can't yep. see. I can't see anything bad happening yeah, there. Yeah, it makes complete sense. The Avengers did it. We yeah. can do it. Just there. Just there. Going. What? What do you mean? Back pressure. What are you talking about? Anyway, um, so uh, Starry was the first to get pulled in, but Ash uh, saves it. Uh, Brock beckoning them back into the cabin. Missy tries to save Oddish, but gets picked up, and a pair of vines saves Oddish from being sucked in, which obviously belonged to Bulbasaur yep. because it's the only capable one here. Um, so uh, Ash uh, passes Staryu off to Misty, uh, and it helps. And Ash then helps uh, Bulbasaur along because it's starting to get pulled in. So yep. it just pushes like Bulbasaur, coaxing it into the into the cabin, uh, and they successfully do so. They all survive, which is great. Um, so Team Rocket curses Ash for always ruining their plans. To which I say, get better plans. Um, but they say he's no match for their super vacuum because that's what clearly what an inflatable stadium. Yep. With a hose is. Yeah. Super vacuum. I mean, have all that air to work with now, you know? And, and like, they even have, like, a choreographed cheer going. Yeah. With, like, fans. And, yeah, it's it's foolproof. Yeah. 
I, I don't see how this didn't work. Yeah. Uh, the hose is now targeting the cabin as uh, Team Rocket and Cheerleaders themselves, as you just said. The cabin is rocking as uh, Bulbasaur appears in the roof and shoots two veins to swap the hose away. Like, it's actually, the, the, whole, the vines kind of acted like fists. It just, like, punched the fucking yeah. hose away, which I kind of found funny. Um, Ash pops out from the door and sends out Pidgeotto, which sends out one gust. And that one gust... Uh, but we're forgetting Bulbasaur also has gust. Okay, so we probably didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think true. it's just off camera, he's using gust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or whirlwind. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Razor wind, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was actually, no, it was the razor leaf, just not with the razor or leaf part, you know. It was the prototype <laughs> for it. Um, so, yeah, uh, he sent a Pidgeotto, sent out a gust. The gust then, with the <laughs> with the suction pipe, I don't know how this works, generates a tornado and uh, basically starts sweeping them away. It's basic physics, John. It's clear, yeah. It is, it, it's scientific fact, despite mm-hmm. no evidence backing it up. Uh, so James' overconfidence is outnumbered by Jesse and Mayo's impending sense of doom, uh, and they get swept away along with their inflatable stadium. Yes. Okay. Which is where we jump in, ladies and gentlemen, because it's time for us to discuss what should Rocket do? So, the scenario I'm, this time... I'm going to jump in. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Rocket should just leave the Pokemon with Manly because they are already part of Team Rocket because she is a operative for Team Rocket. Mm. That, that's, that's it. Like, she clearly works for Team Rocket. Clearly. 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 So, they should just leave the Pokemon with her because they are already part of Team Rocket's roster. So, essentially, your plan was to basically get better intel from HQ. Yeah. yeah. To actually go back to the steel company and go... Is that girl out in the... Yes. Uh, One of ours. the second time I've asked. I've told you this. Like, <laughs> oh, um, okay. She tried it was to in your you onboarding herself. document. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not read the briefing notes? There are <laughs> briefing notes? Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, so, yeah. The full scenario. It's on the out's chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if injured, if found, please return to Melanie in the hidden village. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. But the, the actual scenario is uh, Team Rocket have located a village dedicated to the rehab of sick and abandoned Pokemon that is clearly, uh, you know, sponsored by a Team Rocket themselves, just, uh, you know, just in the fine print somewhere. Uh, they know that Ash and company have gone there and have been instructed not to catch any Pokemon. There are traps laid all around the area to ward off Pokemon trainers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Burtbot's kind of laid her cards down on the table fairly quickly. You think, like, just even be, Melanie has got this kind of covered. Yeah. Being a sleeper agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, have you got anything yourself? Oh, I would generally go more stealthy than show up with a air stadium and a hose. Yes. <laughs> um, I would think either uh, land into the village and basically just kidnap Melanie, mm. pose as the homeopaths themselves. Yes. I'd try to get the word out either from Meowth and their Ekans and Coughing going around and recruiting anyone possible to you know any Pokemon possible to mm. come back to the base yes um, yeah that generally would have been my setup would have been to if you can take her out and take the Bulbasaur out the rest of them are easy pickings mm. there's a Weeping Bell there that's doing absolutely nothing the whole episode yeah like absolutely nothing Oddish weak as hell what other ones have we even seen Paris. that yeah, they're they're not worth worrying over. Mm. Like the only security that you'd have is a Bulbasaur and Melanie. Two Ratatas, which, if you remember, is a core element of my ultimate team. 
We did forget about that point, actually. Uh, yeah. Those two yeah. Rattata are a big yeah. deal. Zapdos, yeah. not so much, but those, those two Rattata are really <laughs> the stalwarts of the team, you know. That's what keeps it together. She fed one of them berries, and he's the tank. Because <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> yes, he's a, he's, a very, he's a plump Rattata. He's a Fatata. Um, oh, brilliant. So, uh, Never evolved into Fatacate. Yes. <laughs> That's because of the corner he gets. Uh, now, what I was going to say here was that uh, I was going to use all the pitfall traps to our advantage here, right? Right. I want Team Rocket to split up here, right? One of them acts as a lure, or as it were, like a distraction, basically. So, uh, whichever like trap is closest to the village, which yeah. is presumably the last pitfall, whatever it is, right? Let's just say Jesse, or uh, no, James is the more incompetent one. James dro- drops in, right? No offense, mate. Drops in. <laughs> Let's just say he falls on the trap and starts screaming blue murder because, oh, my leg's broken. I'm about to fall on this trap. What the hell? Who's fucking putting pitfalls in this area? I was there just looking for for berries. I'm a fucking orthodontist, whatever it is, right? So everyone just goes, oh, wow, this person's in terrible danger. You know, like, Melanie doesn't know who this person is because I'm working on the assumption that Melanie is not part of Team Rocket. Oh, right? okay. I know it's, it's wrong. A, it's, it is a, it's a risky strategy, I understand, <laughs> right? I'm just working on face value here, right? Okay. So Melanie's distracted, like, you know... I she, think he likes her face. He's like Brock. <gasps> He's being blinded. He's in love. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're going to paint me as Brock in this situation, it's not going well for you, Bert. Well, so just, <laughs> do not, do, don't, don't poke that bear. But, uh, so I'd say, like, Melanie then, uh, again, is distracted then at that point. She goes trying to help out this poor, like, gobshite who's broken his leg in the pitfall trap. All the while, Jesse and Meowth are in the village. And just takes what they need. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I think she. I think she would just be sadistic enough to let leave him there to die. Again, we're, we are assuming a lot of, on Melanie's part here, but she did set up like a Buckety Bridge. So and did she show up to help Ash out of that? Out of any did. of the things? No, that she no. Set up? She was too busy um, pouring water on Staryu. <laughs> that's, that's that's what it needs. It needs water. You know. It needs to be more wet. <laughs> Just there. Just Everything that. gets better when it's wet. <laughs> Homeopathy in a in like in a nutshell. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've got three candidates there. I mean, yeah, maybe just I, I'm I'm actually I, I'm hundred percent Burkbot side. Yeah, here. I'm happy with the sleeper cell, Melody. Yeah, I think I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> uh, again, out of all the conspiracy theories we spoke about Pokemon in on various other podcasts, that is not the one I was going to put my colors to. But fuck it. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> These are the things we learn when podcasts together uh, so yes Melanie checks up on every, on on everyone as Ash says the wind has been knocked out of them Boom. okay her cover is still safe yeah it hasn't been blown apart <laughs> right Bulbasaur looks happy as Ash is happy to see the village is well protected by Bulbasaur again just just really like being nice to it now thinking like okay I wasn't able to bully it into submission maybe I can be nice to it instead uh, you can see how his 10 year old brain works yep uh, many suggest that Bulbasaur would be a great addition to Ash's team, which Ash agrees to. Um, but, you know, didn't actually mean, like, you know, what do you mean, you want me to take it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Melody actually just spells it out for them. Would you like take to take it. this Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur's consent isn't a factor in this. Fuck it, Bulbasaur's a mercenary. He'll go wherever he needs to. He's a security guard. Like, they don't have any morals. <laughs> um, so, he ex- so Melody explains what the actual situation is and that Bulbasaur stayed here to protect the weaker Pokemon, but it it has a ceiling it won't it's bull won't grow any bigger if it stays here it's not learning anything it's not yeah. experiencing um, so Melanie offers Bulbasaur to Ash saying it'll be a good companion for him which is a very nice way of Melanie of saying like, I think she doesn't want to report that 
he Bulbasaur to go back to Giovanni and report mm. that like she has beaten up his two star pupils. You, you, yeah. don't, you don't want Danny DeVito to break cover, is what you're saying yeah. here. Like you don't yeah. want him to just go like, yeah, she's a bitch. <laughs> Thanks, Bulbasaur. <laughs> Bulbasaur, just like back into the Bulby goes like. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, um, Misty questions who will protect the Pokemon from trainers. Melanie starts like you know kind of justifying it a bit by saying that the Pokemon shouldn't stay here forever. They should move on because it's too, but it's too safe in the village, and they get comfortable and all this shit. So she says it's important for them to go back into the wild because that's where, where they, they belong. Where they can get in more dupes. Yes, exactly. And continue the pyramid scheme, which is Team Rocket. Mm, exactly. Just pump out. Just keep like investing the ecology with uh, with Team Rocket Pokemon. Yeah, yeah I see that. And um, wait. <laughs> so yeah, she says it's important for them to go back into the wild because that's where they belong, and they'll hopefully find good trainers like Ash or better yet, Team Rocket trainers, whichever ones come first. <laughs> They'll be they'll be like branded like sheep. They have like an R on their yeah. on their yeah. side. So like rocket goes like aha ding and like they have special rocket balls to catch like branded Pokemon. Yeah. It's a good fucking scheme actually. The more I think about it. Yeah. Look, maybe we should we should join Team Rocket. <laughs> Are we Team Rocket? Like we can be Team Rocket. We could have joined them in Gen Two. We could have. We could have. We had that choice. You know. Ah. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> Melanie then starts, just starts pleading with Ash to take it because she's saying, like, she'll still look after the sick Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and her job isn't over when they leave. It's just, like, the most the best part of her job is when they do leave because they're, they're, they're better. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, obviously Bulbasaur has a lot more growing to go, so she basically uh, just says, please, take it. Make it, make it nicer. Mm-hmm. Evolve it. Do whatever you want. Uh, Bulbasaur then pipes up then to what Melanie is uh, saying and explains it'll join you on one condition you have to beat it in a Pokemon battle which is a kind of a nice way for this like staunch like Bulbasaur to go like oh I'm going to have to join this prick because I'm going to beat me in a fight yeah. as he just throws down a fucking kind of can of beer as he does it like <laughs> uh, Ash agrees Misty pleads him to bat- plead him to battle instead but uh, not going to happen so Pikachu <laughs> and Bulbasaur square off which is when <laughs> So which you switch to battle mode. So starts off by Pikachu running uh, at Bulbasaur, who shoots out vines, which Pikachu dodges. Uh, we'll assume that to be a vine whip. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it doesn't dodge the tackle Bulbasaur hits, along with second one. So Bulbasaur's got two tackles in here. Uh, Pikachu quickly recovers and returns with a tackle of its own, which sends Bulbasaur flying. Uh, we can assume that to be a critical hit. Uh, Bulbasaur hits Pikachu with a vine whip, as Ash tells Pikachu to use Thunderbolt, which shocks Bulbasaur from the vines down. Because uh, vines conduct electricity or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the animators may confuse vines for wires. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Bulbasaur oh. is torched as Ash throws a Pokeball and catches Bulbasaur itself. So a fairly quick battle. Um, yeah. And essentially, the, the match does kind of work out in their favour here because Ash did call for a Thunderbolt, which means Pikachu is a level 26 in this situation, at least. Um, no, would that have one shot at the Bulbasaur? Probably. But they already got a tackle in as well. Yes. Here's the thing. I think he might have killed the Bulbasaur. Probably did, yeah. Um, like, the Thunderbolt, okay. Like, the Good thing he has a homeopathist right next to him. <laughs> Just there sprinkling some water. <laughs> See, he's got one HP. Just throw him in the water! He'll be fine! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we get a th- we, uh, the Thunderbolt is kind of a dead giveaway in that situation. Like, um, yeah, Pikachu will win this all around just yeah. because like, it's literally doubling the levels. Because we reckon Bulbasaur is about level 13 solely because... I don't know, like, it. when does Bulbasaur usually learn Gust? It doesn't. Oh, see, that's throwing me off. It's throwing a lot of people off, is the thing. 
<laughs> it's blown you off course, perhaps. Um, so, the, so yeah, we think Bulbasaur is level 13 with Divine Whip and Tackle. Because, yeah. And it doesn't it hasn't learned something like Leech Seed or Razor Leaf or anything like that. So so it's really close to evolving. Yes. How many episodes before we get to... Oh, funny you mentioned that, James. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a while. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, Pikachu would win this all round just because of the level advantage. Like yeah. It's literally yeah. twice the levels of Bulbasaur. It's got this, so we don't even need to discuss it. Um, so yeah, so we're nearly at the end of the episode. Melanie says goodbye to Bulbasaur when the battle ends. Ash promises to take care of it. Uh, Brock then pipes up and volunteers to stay and help her look after the Pokemon. I'll be your Bulbasaur. Um, uh, but uh, Melanie thanks him for the offer, but doesn't want to keep him from his adventures. And Brock goes, "Yeah, yeah, boy, I I hate to have missed out on these um adventures that I'm having." Um, all this near-death experience that my friends don't even care about. <laughs> they all leave as Ash promises that Bulbasaur will see his friends again once they're healthy again, in combat. Um, or against Team Rocket, whichever comes first. Uh, Brock disappointingly sighs as Misty appears to poke the bear again. Brock covers her mouth and tells her to stop with the stupid questions embarrassing her. Uh, Ash looks confused as Bulbasaur looks uncurious as we presume Brock suffocates Misty for speaking out again <laughs> as the episode ends on a happy jovial note yes oh, on, on horrendous cartoon violence <laughs> against women so uh, that uh, that leaves us then to uh, console their Pokedex yeah. and a uh, little bit of work on this one lads we have mm-hmm. three new sites and yeah. one caught you'd be shocked to hear the one that was caught was Bulbasaur uh-huh. uh, but first we're going to talk about Oddish which is the first one we saw on screen uh, so Oddish is like obviously it's meant to be like a bulb, like it's it's it's, it's mm. you know that's the whole point of it there, and it it, it it's a fairly common like um like Pokemon I guess it's like one of your nice generic like uh, basic ones that you want to catch and evolve and uh, kind of make use of in your game, and um, it's uh, it's basically meant to be a radish is the best way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, the actual thing it's based on is a mandrake. That's the actual like look of it there. Oh. So yeah, it's a, it does kind of flower up as well. So you'll see that a bit more with Vileplume and Gloom. Yeah. But the actual uh, shape of the mandrake is what uh, is Which what it's based on. Which I didn't think were real because they're in Harry Potter. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's basically it. Um, <laughs> fun fact, actually, in uh, the some of the other Dex entries, Oddish actually has a full name, like a lat, like a Latin name. Which is uh, Odium Wanderous, which is kind of odd. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. Odd Wanderer. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the uh, the other one, only other one that does have like, an actual scientific name is Kabutops, which is called Kabutops Maximus. Ah. Which I don't, like, what does that mean? <laughs> they should all have scientific names, like fake scientific names. Mm, yeah. Just to make the nerdiers nerd out more. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I, again, I, I, I don't think we're qualified for that. We, we, don't, we never learned that. We're not Latin. qualified nerds? We're, we're not qualified for Latin. You know, we're qualified science nerds, but science nerds don't do Latin. At least not the ones I know. No. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's all about Oddish. We'll, we will be actually um, talking more about it. Although, fun fact, the Japanese uh, name for it actually means enigmatic grass. So Okay. Because it's the closest they can get to Oddish, I guess. Oh. So that's where the Japanese name comes from. Uh, so yeah, that's about it on that one. So moving on then to the first Pokemon in the uh, Pokedex, lads. Bulbasaur. Number 0001. 0001. We haven't gotten that far in yeah, the games yeah. yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's not, let's not master that. Uh, Bulbasaur is one of the more prominent Pokemon, I think oh, yeah. we can all agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, we'll ask this kind of question here, like where would you rank Bulbasaur in the starters? Where, where, is it, do you like it? 
It's probably the worst of a great bunch. Okay. Would probably be how I'd feel on it, because red and blue, you probably would have defaulted either going for Charmander or Squirtle mm. off of that, just off the colour, colours, off the colours yeah. alone. And it's either you'll have a fucking dragon, yes. a tank turtle, or a, what would you call Venusaur? Like, well, it's, it's funny you should mention that because I've always kind of tried to find it very difficult to classify Bulbasaur. A plant but, or an animal? Researchers are still debating it. Yes, they are still debating it to this day. Yeah. But uh, animal-wise, it's supposed to be a frog. Yeah. Which is why the saur kind of throws things off a bit because it's kind of the, yeah. you know, the thought like with the dinosaur thing but it's actually the, the actual shape of Bulbasaur is a frog. If you see the uh, in Let's Go, you can see Venusaur jumping around behind you and he jumps like a frog yes he has the back legs it's yeah. bizarre isn't it it's bizarre. It is bizarre bizarre even <gasps> um, yeah but yeah no I, I would have said it's the worst of a great bunch because the other two are so iconic I, it just about trails behind I will say um, as a kid growing up I had yellow and when I had to make a decision as to what you know, when you're asking these questions or you're trading the cards or whatever, Bulbasaur was one of the cards I didn't have. Mm. So I always wanted it. Yeah. Um, And I I really like Bulbasaur. As I've grown up, though, Squirtle was always my favourite. Always, always, mm. always my favourite. I was always Squirtle, always picked a water starter. Mm. Um, okay, Misty. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll um, dye our hair purple in two episodes. Time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but in uh, in the what you call it, Build a Bear, they have mm. you can get the three starters, and the only one I don't have is Bulbasaur, which I think oh. kind of is a subconscious thing. In it's itself. a blind spot, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Where I'd rather you know, I've quicker spent my money on the other two than that. Interesting, interesting. We're learning so much about you today. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'm learning about myself. Exactly. Um, so in terms of the bulb then, so we think the animal is oriented about the is it oriented about frogs, right? Yeah. Um, but the actual bulb is supposed to be kind of, uh, people think it's meant to be like a lily or an onion, just based off the shape of the bulb yeah. as well. So they, yeah, it is basically just a frog with a lily on its back. Yeah. As opposed to like a frog. Like you can kind of see where the Pokemon, where the actual design from it came from. Because oh, yeah. you think like you have a lily, lily pad and frog hmm. so then turn upside down you have a frog with a lily on top of it instead yep it's kind of interesting that way fun fact by the way um, Bulbasaur was the inspiration for the naming of a genus of Dicon's plants which is called Bulbasaurus Ooh. <laughs> yeah and uh, there it is nerds yeah I know right there it is there look it's the actual uh, the, it means bulbous reptile and it looks like it was a, it wasn't a plant, sorry, what am I talking about? It was a genus of uh, basically a diamond uh, skull, of a holotype skull. And uh, they call it Bulbasaurus because of the uh, basically. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It has a dinosaur named out. It's gone back up to the top of my rank. <laughs> okay, so is there a dinosaur named after a squirtle? <laughs> well, we will know in two episodes' time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like that, it, it's kind of neat like that because again, it's like. Is it, is it meant I guess it's a dinosaur but it's like it's one of those ones where it could be anything yeah, really. yeah. it's just like such a general design and I think like it goes from like frog to like a form of reptile reptile yeah so I think that's the whole point of it so uh, yeah that's that's basically on that one um, 
again, Bubble Star, one of the classics, never to be forgotten. Um, and like it gets like it's a generation one starter, so it gets like brought out every new game, going like, here we've done something with this. Yeah, we know you do it every time. <laughs> Leave it alone. Um, last one that we're going to talk about is Paris mm. because we did actually officially spot that. I know it was in Mount Moon. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, it was in Mount Moon, but uh, Ash kind of interacted with with Paris more on this one. So uh, we're going to count it on this one. And you'd be shocked to hear it's based on parasites, right? Uh. So you might think that Paris is actually supposed to be the kind of crab-like creature. But obviously, the parasite is actually the mushrooms. Yes. You know, which is a thing that actually happens. Yeah. And it's really fucking creepy. Yeah. You know, this is perhaps one of the creepier Pokemon because it's like, in a way, like it's, it's not intended to, but you can see where they got the idea from. Because essentially, the... Like, and it even says in the dex entry that the actual mushrooms are growing on its back and it grows bigger and once it grows too big it evolves into parasites that's the whole idea but what's really actually happening is that the mushroom is the parasite and it's taking over oh, the whole body yeah. yes and and in, in nature what it, what happens is if you get infected with the fungus mm-hmm. uh, if you're an animal basically you're kind of running away scrambling and what actually happens is the fungus grows into your brainstem I've seen the videos of that with ants yes and it is so creepy it is Parasitic like, wasps as well. Oh god. Like they, wasps sting and then they inject their larvae into the insect or animal. Oh great, now I need to be more terrified of wasps. Yeah, and they actually yeah. bloat out as well. Like, yeah. So you know the last of us and the clickers. Yes. That was designed for those uh, monsters as well, was because that set of fungus can't basically expand, they bloat yeah. out like that with like wasps with like ants and various different insects. So that was that was how you got that. Um, and that's how basically fungus generally operate anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty fucked up Pokemon when you do look into it, really. Um, and, uh, yeah, like the actual, as you can see there, the, they have various different terms of what the actual, uh, what it's supposed to be. So the fungus on it is a uh, is identified as a, basically, touch, uh, Tuchikasa, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a, basically a rare type of parasitic mushroom, and that's what they, that's what it's actually called in canon. That's the name of the mushroom. Right. Um, which is kind of odd like I, I, I kind of found that odd in a way like you actually that's Oddish. Like, yeah it is actually kind of oddish in a way because you, you don't really know what it's meant to be yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it, it's kind of funny in that way because that's why how it gets its typing as well because the creature of Paris is the bug but the mushroom is the grass so yeah. like, that's how it gets bug grass yeah that, so that makes sense there's a bit of a logic yeah. to it too you know um, so yeah pretty fucked up but let's 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 ignore it <laughs> for now um but the, if, you're, if you're wondering what the uh paris creature was meant to be it's a kikada bug which is this chappy here and um, we're seeing on screen so it's basically one of them and you'll notice that it's supposed to be if you remember generation three you have mm-hmm. a ninkada same creature right okay so the same that makes sense yeah so they're the same thing except one has been affected by fungus in a matter of speaking yeah mm. matter of speaking uh, and yeah that's basically it it's one of those few Pokemon as well that is always the same is, is really untranslated yeah but every other language every other game it's just called Paris oh okay yeah it's kind of you it's unusual even in French they still call it Paris 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 <laughs> uh, I will, I will always have, we'll always have Paris um, oh, yeah that's not uh, so yes the current Pokedex count is at 32 scene okay. and 6 caught he's Oof. got a full belt yes well, he's got a full team now. Yeah. But it well, actually doesn't, actually. He, he doesn't. doesn't. No, he doesn't. We were, we were just ca- Butterfree has inflated numbers so much. Yeah. <laughs> Butterfree is half his team. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Ash. Get your shit together. <laughs> anyway, so that's the end of this episode, guys. Uh, the Bulbasaur one is in the in the books. So that leaves us then with uh, Charmander next week. 
fantastic. That would be less of a breeze. Yes, it's going to be quite a quite a heated episode. I think it's mm. hard to say. So uh, until then, guys, thank you very much for listening to this. Uh, check us out on the Low Blows Network for our previous episodes. Uh, check us out if you want to watch the video format, which we don't have any video to. Uh, but you can see my fantastically made graphic if you want on the Nerds or Us channel. And uh, follow us on Monday Madness to let us to you'll find out more about all the hot content we put out every single day. Absolutely. Nice and hot. Nice and hot. It's uh, the Charmander episode next. That and it makes more yeah. sense to leave that until then. Okay. Yes. We got Danny DeVito into the Bulbasaur episode. Your next job for next week is getting Christopher Walken into the Charmander episode. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we, we're already a few episodes in. We have to get the celebrities in now. That's how it works. Get staring. So, uh, until then, folks, we'll see you on the next episode of the Ginny Phil Donna podcast. Until then. See yous. Toodaloo.